This right here is the Friday, May 6th edition of the Daily Wager podcast, and this might be the biggest one of the year considering everything we've got taking place this weekend. So sit back, relax, and let's go to work. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. She's Anita Marks, I'm Joe Fortenball, and we have title fights, the playoffs, and horse racing all to get to in the next few minutes. So now let's not waste any time. Friday night, the Miami Heat, who lead their series against the Philadelphia 76ers, two game to none. The series travels, or I should say transitions, to Philadelphia for game three. Miami laying two, total of 210 and a half. Joel Embiid listed is out, but it's a little bit up in the air. There's apparently a very small chance he could play. Take that for what it's worth. Anita, how are you going to attack this one? Yeah, I've been I've been trying to communicate with my folks down in in Philly. I know you're from there as well, so I would imagine you have some some hookups. Just trying to get a a, a good grip in regards to what they're hearing with Embiid and the flag, excuse me, the flagship station um, is 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 hearing conflicting reports. So if the flagship station doesn't know whether or not Embiid's going to play or not, I mean, uh, then you know how are we to know? You know, obviously that's the elixir, Joe. We know that, right? Like 76ers team, they can't do anything without him. Uh, the Heat defense, they're just, they're they are so, you know, they focus in on the, the opponent's best player. We saw what they did against Trey Young in Atlanta. We're seeing them do it against Harden. I'm definitely going to play the under in points with Harden uh, tonight, which is at, it's, it's already, it's come down to 22 and a half. Uh, it just keeps on coming down and down. Of course, now we're in game three. Uh, I'm going to play the over in one and a half steals for Jimmy Butler. He prides himself on the defensive side of the ball, and he averages two steals a game alone against the 76ers this season, uh, and especially in the postseason. So those are two prop bets I'm playing. Obviously, if MB doesn't play, the Heat are going to roll here. I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat sweep the 76ers without Embiid, but uh, really, I'm just, I'm kind of, I don't, I'm not going to, I feel that it would be unprofessional for me to tell people to make a play on this game when we don't know if Embiid is going to play or not. So I'm going to play, I'm going to play um, some prop bets here. Um, and I'm just going, I'm going to continue to uh, communicate with my folks down in Philadelphia and and try to get an, you know, a, a scoop and inside skinny on what's happening with Embiid, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to decide tonight's game. I'm playing the under 210 and a half. I think you have a classic zigzag series here in the postseason as it pertains to the total. Bookmakers closed game one at 210 and a half. It went well under the total, poor shooting nights, slow pace, lots of defense. So in game two, they dropped the total to about 208. Well, guess what? You have positive shooting regression. Miami shoots the lights out. Pace picks up a little bit, and you have your first over for the Miami Heat the entire postseason. So now the bookmakers adjust again. They move this up to about 210, 210 and a half, and this is where I'm going to play the under. All right, I think this is an under series to begin with. I like the price, and Miami shot 51% from the floor and 48% from deep at home in game two. I think both those numbers are coming down with them being on the road, not just because they're on the road, because mathematics tells us there should be some natural regression here. And Philly's offense has been dreadful since Embiid went out. And I'm a betting man. I'm going to bet Embiid does not play tonight. So I'm going under 210 and a half. The other Friday night game, 
Dallas coming home. They find themselves in an 0-2 hole against the defending Western Conference champion Phoenix Suns. It's a pick em tonight. Dallas in a pick em, total of 219 against the Suns. What do you like here? Um, uh, I, I do like the over in this game, over 219 and a half. I mean, not that I expect the Suns to be shooting 62 and a half percent from the field. Just ridiculous. Uh, do they take a step back? Yeah, but I mean, they're averaging 132 points a game. I think Dallas plays better at home. Obviously, I'm going to play Luka over three and a half three-pointers. I'm also going to play over 32 and a half points for him. Um, you know, I, I do believe, listen, the Mavs are back at home. They're in Dallas. And I, interesting stat here, the Suns are one in three in game threes in the NBA postseason. So, um, you know, I, I do the Mavs have a chance to win this game? Sure. I, I just, the Suns are just so good. They're just so good. And they match up so well against the Mavs. So I, I, I'll tell you what I am going to play. I'm going to play a parlay where, again, if, if it's confirmed that Embiid does not play Joe, I'm going to take the heat and I'll lay the points. And then I'm going to play the Suns on the money line parlay. But I'm not again. I'm not. I'm not making a bet in this Heat game uh, in, until I I hear what the status is with Embiid, and it could come down to a game time decision. That's what we're hearing. What I do know is that he took he took part in in, in shoot around today. So it could come down. You just want to stay on top of the news. You want to stay on top of social media. As soon as that news breaks, then you want to jump on it as fast as possible. Small play for me, but I'll be on the Phoenix Suns. I think the price is too cheap. Look at game one, look at game two. The Suns were laying six points in both of those games, and they smashed Dallas in both those games. Don't be fooled by the seven-point win in game one. Phoenix ran them out of the building, and then Dallas put up a lot of glamour stats in the fourth quarter to make it look close. The reality was they were two blowouts. So now you're going to transition to Dallas, and you're going to make this game a pick I think it should be Phoenix minus two, which is why I'm going to be on the Suns. It's not as if Dallas has been all that bad. Defensively, they stink, but it's tough to slow down Phoenix. Offensively, they've been fine. 46% from the field in the series, 41% from deep. They have fewer turnovers. They have more free throw attempts, and they're still getting run out of the building. I don't know what they can do any better to win in this series. If you've been gambling long enough, you know that the play tonight should be Dallas, that their backs are against the wall and they're going to come out firing and they're going to feed off the home crowd. And if you are going to make a Mavericks play, the best attack is probably to play them in the first half. But ultimately for me, I will play the Suns half unit wager. Let's go to Saturday, Milwaukee and Boston. Series renewed, tied at one apiece as they transition to Milwaukee. Bucks laying two, total of 213. What do you think is going to happen here? I'm going to play the under here. You know, this, this is this has been a hard-fought battle on the defensive side of the ball. The Bucks are only averaging 100 points a game. The Celtics, 103. Uh, no uh, Chris Middleton. Again, as we know, he's, he's, he's expected to be out for this entire series. Um, you've got Brown, who's dealing with a hamstring issue. issue. Uh, Marcus Smart is injured as well. So I'm going to play the under here in this matchup. All right, I've got two props in this game. Number one is going to be Jalen Brown under 24 and a half points. I'm just betting he can't do what he just did in game two. He was 11 of 18 from the field, 61%. He was 6 of 10 from deep, 60%. He dropped 30 points. The best performance he's had all, all postseason. It's probably one of the best games of his entire career. So now they're going to transition to Milwaukee in a big bounce back spot for the Bucks. 
I don't think Brown's going to be able to keep up that shooting. And he hasn't come anywhere near going over 24 and a half points except that one game, which was game two. I don't see it happening again. Fade on Brown. The price is too high, under 24 and a half points. On the flip side, I'm going to play Drew Holiday over 19 and a half points. Pretty much the opposite of all the reasons why I'm fading Brown. As hot as Brown was in game two, Holiday was ice cold. Seven of 20 from the floor, one of six from deep. He played 40 minutes, and he still found a way to get to 19 points, believe it or not. If he shoots just a little bit better, he should go soaring over his points prop, which is 19 and a half here, and he's getting a lot more shots with Middleton out of the lineup. So two player props, Jalen Brown under 24 and a half points, Drew Holiday over 19 and a half points. Final game, Saturday, the Warriors and the Grizzlies tied at one apiece, heading to the Bay Area. Golden State laying seven, total of 225 and a half. Dylan Brooks suspended in this game after being ejected in game two for the hard foul on Gary Payton II, who ended up fracturing his elbow. He's out for a few weeks. What are you going to play here? I'm going to play the under here as well. I know we're thinking like, you know, Grizzlies and Morant, and he's putting up 45 a game. And then, of course, you got Curry and Clay. And uh, I just, I still think, you know, these two teams made it here because of their defense. Uh, the Golden State Warriors holding their opponents to 105 points a game, second best defense coming into the postseason. And the Grizzlies holding their opponents to 109, and they have the fourth best defense coming into this postseason. So I'm going to play, I, I know it's, 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 I'm zigging when people are zagging. So I'm going to play the under here, but also um, Bain has had a horrible season, uh, horrible postseason so far in this series, I should say. I think he gets back on track. So he typically is shooting 47% from downtown, um, but he just has not been doing that. I think he gets back on track this game. So I'm going over two and a half, three pointers for Desmond Bain. That would be my prop bet in this matchup. All right. I like Golden State to jump all over Memphis in this one after what happened in game two. This is going to be the biggest game in the history of Chase Center. Now, I know that's not saying much because the building's only been open for a few years, but the point still holds. This is a huge game. It is going to be a raucous crowd. And Steve Kerr, every time he's gotten in front of a microphone, is talking about how Dylan Brooks broke the code with that foul on Gary Payton II. I think the Warriors are coming out for their, quote, fallen brother in this one. And I think they're going to play huge defense early in this game. I'm gonna, I like the Warriors in the first half, minus three and a half to jump all over Memphis in this matchup. Keep in mind, Golden State shooting just 27% from deep in the series. That's eventually going to pick up. On a similar note, Clay Thompson over 21 and a half points. I know that's a big number considering what Clay's done this postseason. He has been dreadful in this series. Couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Coming home to Chase Center, I think this is your classic claymaker game where he comes out and throws the haymaker and starts knocking down shots from deep. Clay Thompson over 21 and a half points. That is the NBA card for the next two days. We've got horse racing. The Kentucky Oaks is this evening. The Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. Who are your picks to win in both? All right, so we got the Oaks post time. Today is going to be 5.51 p.m., just so you know how much time you have to get this in. Um, I like Nest. That's the four horse, three years old. Um, and uh, this, this obviously will be the toughest in the deepest field that she will be running against. But um, she really, she's got a good pace. That's what you need at Churchill Downs. And from what I understand, she's been training very, very well. Um, also it's going to be a wet track and she typically does well, you know, a lot of horses, some of them don't like the mud in their face. 
uh, she doesn't care. So I like the four horse. I also like the 10, Kathleen O. She is a monster. Like if you're at the paddock and you're watching her walk around, you're saying, oh my goodness gracious, sweetheart, go, go, hashtag run, don't walk, baby. Go put money on this horse. She is that good. Kathleen O, she's the 10 horse. And the one horse, Secret Oath, um, who won against the boys uh, at the uh, Arkansas Derby. So those are the three horses. I'm going to play them in an exacta box. Uh, the 4-1-10. Also, I'll play uh, an exacta wheel where I'll have the four at the top and then one in 10 finishing right behind. And what do you like in the Derby tomorrow? There's two horses that I like that you can get right now at 20 to 1. One is Charge It. They're calling him the quote-unquote wise guy horse. Um, and then the other one is the, and, and that's the eighth horse. And the other one is the 16th horse in that cyber knife. And again, both these dudes uh, can win at 20 to one, charge it a Pletcher horse. Saez is its jockey, um, you know, charge it. This will be the third race uh, of its career. It's finished second in the Florida Derby and it's starting to peak right now. And you gotta love it's son of, of, of tap it. And you gotta love the, you got 20 horses in this race, Joe. So the fact that uh, he drew the eighth position is really key. Cyber knife, not as great of a position at 16. He's a Brad Cox horse. Um, and Brad Cox was, was quoted as saying that he feels he's the best three-year-old in the country coming off a win in the Arkansas Derby about five weeks ago. So he's rested. And, uh, and from, from what I understand, he's been training really well as well there's 20 horses in this race there's a lot of parody so what you want to look for is good value and charge it in cyber knife are the two horses that you can get at 20 to 1 who have an excellent excellent chance of winning the derby on on, on saturday it's a healthy card one play for me in the kentucky derby tomorrow that's white abario who's 10 to 1 on the morning line five career starts Four, count them, four of which were winners. Two races in 2022, both were monster graded stakes wins, the Holy Bull and the Florida Derby, where he went up against competition that he'll face in today's Ducky Derby. Buyer speed figures have been, I believe, 98 or higher in each of those last two races. Closed really strong in the Florida Derby after uh, the pace simplification set early in that race. So White Abario, 10 to 1 on the morning line. That's going to be my horse. Two plays for you in main event fights taking place Saturday night. UFC 274, Charles Oliveira inside the distance at minus 125. I know a lot of people like Justin Gaethje. The over-under for this fight is one and a half rounds. The thought process is that either Gaethje knocks out Oliveira or Oliveira wins by some form of submission. I'll take Oliveira. He got knocked down in the first round in each of his last two fights against Chandler and Dustin Poirier. I think that's going to be the lesson he needed coming into this fight to stay away from the dangerous Gaethje. Get this to the mat. Win it via submission. Charles Oliveira inside the distance, minus 125. T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas Saturday night. Canelo Alvarez moving from super middleweight up to light heavyweight to take on Dimitri Bebel. I'm not going to lay $5 with Canelo when it's two guys throwing hard fists at each other's head. Anything can happen on any given night. That's too big a price to lay. So I'm going to limit my financial risk, and I'm going to play Alvarez by decision at minus 140. Again, he's moving up in weight for this fight to take on a fighter who's 19-0 and 0 and has five inches of height advantage in this matchup. Bivol is a very high IQ fighter, uh, throws wild 
erratic combinations. Erratic's probably not the right word, but aggressive. He's a high action, very active fighter in the ring. And he's also great with his range. I think there's going to be a feeling out period for Canelo. Canelo, ultimately, this fight goes into deep waters. Over-unders, 10 and a half, minus 270 to the over. So the bookmakers are telling you they expect a deep fight. I like Canelo on the cards at minus 140. Woo! Exhale. That's it. That's a wrap. <laughs> Huge weekend. Basketball, hockey, baseball, horse racing, fighting, you name it. No daily wager today, but we are back Saturday morning, so be sure to check us out on ESPN2. Anita and I are co-hosting Bet on all of ESPN's digital platforms. That's at 4 p.m. Eastern today. Thank you so much for checking us out. Best of luck this weekend. We'll be back here Monday morning.